This man right here, DeAndre Swift, is becoming one of my favorite players to draft as my sixth drafted player walking into 2023. All formats, redraft, dynasty, doesn't matter. This guy right here could win you a league. This guy right here, DeAndre Swift, is one of the final players when you're combing through rounds five and six that have that I can be top six to ten at my position kind of upside. DeAndre Swift can win you a league, and I'm going to tell you why people are too down on this kid. Is there risk involved? Yeah. Is it baked into a six-round value? I believe so. Is there upside that way exceeds the risk level you're taking on? Absolutely. I'm going to break it down. Today, he also becomes a moon man. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. Congrats, DeAndre. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. There is so much hate around DeAndre right now, and I get why. We all believed in him to the tune of a top 12 overall player last year, and he let us down tremendously. But a lot of the blame goes on the Detroit Lions and how they decided to use him. Even upon his return from injury, when he was capable of shouldering the load, they kept rolling with Jamal and they limited Swift. Now, a pessimistic person could say, hey, Smitty, well, they limited him for a reason. Why is that? Did they not trust him? What's going on with DeAndre Swift? But that part to me doesn't matter so much because the team that acquired him via trade does believe in him or they wouldn't have traded for him. So I'm going to break down a little bit as to why the one major concern people have there against DeAndre is almost irrelevant if you believe the Eagles believe they didn't make a bad trade and they're going to start utilizing this guy from the beginning. Injury concern is the only, and it is a concern, the only legitimate concern that one can have if they objectively look at what DeAndre Swift brings to the table. Now, injury risk is a big, big problem. So if somebody comes to me and says, Smitty, I'm not buying into DeAndre Swift in 20 No matter what you tell me, I'm worried about him getting hurt. I hear you. It's an argument that honestly nothing can can argue. No argument can give you a satisfactory answer because we don't know if he'll stay healthy. But when other arguments are brought to the table, they can be shot down pretty easily. And again, if injuries your your main gripe, I get it. I get it. I understand you. But when people suggest he hasn't been productive or what has he done, the guy's got some remarkable numbers in his favor, and, and we're not cherry picking stats trying to find the right number that will support a DeAndre Swift narrative. Since 2020, DeAndre Swift is number five in the entire NFL among running backs with 30 yards receiving per game. He averaged 5.5 yards per carry last season, which if you look at the running backs from last year and you take out all the RBs that didn't have any sort of you know full-time gig at all, and you narrow it down to these gentlemen right here, Brees Hall, James Cook, Khalil Herbert, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones. DeAndre Swift was number five in the entire National Football League in yards per carry. That is quite impressive. A number I believe a lot of people don't really realize, nor do they care because they're they're dead set against DeAndre Swift because he's injury prone, because he failed them. The Eagles are second in the entire National Football League and run block rate. Second, the Eagles are third in the National Football League in yards before contact with 17-19. Third, and they traded for 
a guy in DeAndre Swift that was third in receiving touchdowns, 12th in yards per catch for all running backs, number 10 in targets for RBs. The list goes on and on. The guy's literally in the top like 10 to 12 in every single one of these categories as far as receiving the ball, targets, and his yards per carry, like I mentioned, is 5.5. Oh, but Smitty, he just didn't play a lot. He wasn't available. He scored eight total touchdowns in a season where everyone's saying he never showed up. He never was available to play football, yet he scored eight total touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, I might add. So let me get this straight. Eight total touchdowns, tied for third in yards per carry, traded to a team with arguably the best offensive line in football that was second in run block win rate that was third in yards before contact yeah i'm not excited about this guy i'm describing i'm not excited I'm really excited. And you should be too, because guess what? The guy I'm describing that scored eight touchdowns last year, that was a top 12 overall pick because of all this upside, we did get a glimpse of, and we did. We can't say he wasn't around. You can't score eight touchdowns on no workload. Remember that he had 48 receptions in 2022, which was top 12 in the National Football League, playing dormant football, not playing football, never being trusted by his team. He was still in the top 12 in running back reception totals 48 receptions 48 receptions is a boatload for a guy that was so disappointing as disappointing as he felt and he did feel that way i'm not trying to defend what happened in 2022 i'm not trying to explain or or make excuses for why he failed all of us and me included i believed in him but to get 48 receptions eight total touchdowns with all the stats that i just described going to being traded for to the best team of football on the ground running the football best offensive line in the game. How are we not excited about six round ADP? The beauty is that his ADP in round six packages in all the risk. You're talking about guys like Damian Pierce, and I like Damian Pierce. You're talking about Pacheco, and I like Pacheco. You're talking about guys that I wouldn't mind if you wanted to go that route at RB. I get it. I get it. Especially if your your argument is, hey, I'm afraid he'll get hurt. But if your argument is that he's not effective when he's on the field... And if your argument is, Smitty, he just hasn't done anything. You have an argument with injury concern, but not with effectiveness when he's been used. All of this adds up to a whole lot in my book. This adds up to upside. DeAndre Swift has upside. Yeah, a lot of risk, but upside written all over him. And that risk we're worried about is baked right in to a six-round value. I venture to say there is no better player to grab in the five-and-a-half to six-and-a-half round territory than DeAndre Swift right now. You can go very light at your RB2, maybe do one one of our famous Gibbs and Burrow Alave Garrett Wilson strategies walk into your running back one with an underrated Jameer Gibbs and do some sort of awesome Swift and Alvin Kamara and Charbonnet as your running back two situation. Swift is one of the most fantastic players here as your second drafted running back. Safely paired to a, a Pacheco, a Kamara, a Damian Pierce. I think it's important to maybe get Swift with one of those guys as your running back two rotation and then have a more secure RB1. But this is the kind of thing that I look at and I go wow my running back two is so underrated i could win a league with this combo right here give me swift and camara all day as my running back two mix in the charbonnet on top of that this makes me happy give me garrett wilson give me chris Olave. don't want joe burrow round four maybe you don't get joe burrow 
in round four. Drake London round four, Christian Watson round four. You still get Gibby as your third drafted player or your fourth drafted player. Better yet, fourth drafted player. And come in with an A-Rod later and go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back. And DeAndre Swift is your RB too. This is kind of the definition of hero RB. Hero RB being that you go strong with one RB. Gibbs is strong in my opinion. Some would say you need a stronger RB than that. I say, let's test it out. I say, I love it. Give me Gibbs as my running back one. Or if you're lucky and you get Bijan here and you go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I'm fine with that. I'll map that out next. But let's say you get Jameer Gibbs as your running back one. This is hero RB. Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. You got your one RB. Hero RB, here we come. DeAndre Swift could be your hero. And if you get that higher first round draft pick, you go Bijan, you go Alave instead of Gibby, and you could go Gibby too and, and still deploy this. I mean, this guy could be your flex option. I don't care. You're going to win a league if this is your flex option. Give me a break. I'm going to put Gibbs back there for a second. Take that in. Soak it in. Bijan, Gibbs, Alave, Drake, London, or put Christian Watson here. And you may have to do something like this, you know, whatever ends up making it work, but take that in. Soak it in. That's an unbelievable team that you walk straight to the bank. You walk straight to the bank and you say, where's my advance on my, my league entry fee? But let's say you don't go RB, at least not a second running back in the top four rounds. So you go Bijan here, you get a high first round pick. Alave, Watson, Drake, London, hero RB. Here we come, DeAndre Swift knock it out of the park there's just no other way to say this this kid has so much upside all of the risk is absolutely 100 percent baked in if you don't like him i get it we've got a handful of people that just won't go near him they think he's gonna get hurt they don't think he's done anything and again i understand i respect your take but there are going to be players that are risky there are going to be players that have a lot of question marks walking into the, the the upcoming season but is the risk baked in is the upside far greater than the risk you might be taking on and in this case if you are a swift doubter and you're even partially swayed by the stats that i threw out all really amazing 2022 statistics man I mean, we're talking about a guy that averaged 5.5 yards per carry, number five in the National Football League when you, you file it down to the to the guys that actually mean anything. And he scored eight touchdowns on a very, very disappointing season where the offense and the coaching staff had training wheels on him all year long, and they didn't take him off. He scored eight touchdowns with training wheels on. He was number three in the National Football League, tied for third in receiving touchdowns. Tenth in targets for running backs. What is there not to like about this guy going over to the Philadelphia Eagles to run behind the best offensive line in football. Why is this not a risk worth taking? Because he burned you? Because he failed you last year? I mean, what is the reasoning behind not liking his six-round ADP versus his top 12 overall value last year? If you think he doesn't have the ability, then we're not on the same page. And again, I respect it. What I'm telling you right now, this guy if he stays healthy and there is a risk involved there. I don't think there's a risk anywhere else. I don't think it's about talent. I don't think it's about anything else. I don't think anybody has a legitimate argument about why DeAndre Swift will fail unless it's injury angled. There is injury concern. If he stays healthy, the team that just traded for him, gave up draft capital for him, is going to get the most out of him. And we're going to see his disappointing eight touchdown season last year where he didn't get used. He didn't get used and he scored eight touchdowns. We're going to see that. 
that turn into something magical. And keep in mind, I've used nothing but stats really to argue my point. My gut instinct when I watch him play is more of the driving factor here than anything else. And you can't take away somebody's gut instinct when assessing talent. And maybe somebody's argument could be, hey, Smitty, you can't take away my my gut instinct that he's going to fail. Touche. Go on with your bad self. Doubt him all you want. We need a lot of doubters anyway. So file on in and, and doubt him. Let's kick his ADP into 6.5 to 7.5, please. When I watch DeAndre play, I see an electric, explosive 12 to 14 touchdown player that has 65-75 reception capability, 800-900-900 capability in terms of total yardage in an offense like Philly. My gut tells me if he stays healthy, and, and it's a big if, but it comes down to cost of entry, which makes it worth it. If he stays healthy, explosion. That's my gut. That's my eyeball test. That's not the stats that I've been cranking out for the last 10 minutes. That is my gut instinct when I watch him carry the football. It's why we all loved him last year. DeAndre Swift, you are Smitty Approved. You've just been Smitty Approved. You are also a moon man. Congratulations, young man. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com for all your year-round fantasy football rankings, bold predictions, one-on-one text advice, everything you need to dominate your league, all at thefantasyfootballshow.com. And don't forget we draft every Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight Eastern. And Underdog Fantasy will match up to $100 in your first deposit if you use promo code SMITTY if you're new to Underdog Fantasy. But we draft every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I want you to draft with me. I want to know where you're going to draft DeAndre Swift in your Underdog dog fantasy draft and don't think you have to wait until thursday friday saturday click that link in the description and get going get on underdog get prepared draft in a couple drafts the best ball mania drafts are up go draft deandre swift at round six and go win a best ball mania league now get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty